Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sometimes it's a hard life being a style editor. I feel like there's a certain expectation that my home is always stylish. And can I give you the realities? At the moment, I have a hilariously ugly velour faux fur throw across my sofa at the moment from Kmart. <laughs> it's real and I can, I can see when I've made an impact and then I'm just like, I'm just going to moonwalk back on out of here. And I'm just gonna let that my, work yeah. my work is done. My work is done, you know, <laughs> I'm out of there. Hello, you're listening to Style Rules, the official podcast of Home Beautiful magazine. I'm your host, Sarah Berman, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, our style editor, Fiona Mitchell. Hey guys, welcome back. This week we're talking all things house rules. We saw on the show the renovation of Shane and Carly's house yes. in Queensland. It was an impressive one. Lots of blue yes. in this one. It was beautiful. Lots of feature walls, lots of panelling. I loved it. And the hallway. Everybody yes. loves the hallway. Hanging on about the hallway. We're going to talk yep. about that renovation a little bit with Wendy Moore, one of the judges from House Rules. We've got a chat with her coming up next. And we're also catching up with... The design mentor from the show, Carolyn Burns-McCrave, who joined us from the set. Uh, We recorded that earlier and we'll be throwing to that soon. And we also have a renovation queen expert, Cherie Barber, sharing her five quick flip tips. Don't say that too many times quickly, (laughs) which is really helpful for anyone um, interested in doing a flip. But first, we caught up with Wendy Moore to talk her hits and misses from Shane and Carly's renovation. We're talking with Wendy Moore about the Queensland renovation of Shane and Carly's home. Wendy, what was your favourite thing about this renovation? You know, there was actually a lot to love in this house. I mean, the master bedroom, that was just such a beautiful, beautiful wall colour. I just thought they did such a great job. Katie and Alex have kind of dropped the ball sometimes with colour, but that was just such a such a big hit. And I thought um, Pete and Courtney, you know, they really let their theatrical side come out with Imogene's bedroom and creating that whole kind of stage behind the curtains. But it was, it wasn't too, it looked themed, but actually everything was fairly on the surface. So it would be easier to update later on. I thought that was a bit fun. Um, but for me, I think it was Tim and Matt's hallway. And, you know, for so many different reasons. Firstly, it's so hard to win points in a hallway. And we've seen some massive failures where they've yep. just tried to do too much and pack too much in. And um, But I just thought Tim and Matt not only answered the house rules because they totally hid function with form here, but they made these they, – they handmade these beautiful wall panels. It was just stunning. And then having the kind of design um, ability to create a few panels that were on the diagonal mm. and then hide the doors behind them and the doors still worked really well and it was really easy to find them. Like you didn't feel like you were going into a TARDIS or anything. You, you could actually get into the rooms. But yeah. I think the real trick was the fact that the laundry was hidden behind the bookshelf and that was just – a really fabulous design idea that benefited, you know, the house with having that extra storage, which obviously it's a tiny house, so they need as much as they can get. It looks like it's a feature that could have 
gone wrong. Mm. But oh, I think so wrong. the way that they've created it, the angles, the depth it gives the space, makes it really successful. Yeah, it does. And I think, again, this is Tim and Matt with their really beautiful workmanship and their finishing, but then this design that they're discovering about themselves. I just love it. I can't believe how they've just uncovered this really sophisticated design to their to their personalities. Mm, really that, found their groove. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't see this at the mm. beginning and now they're just – they're just blossoming and to come up with that idea to execute it so beautifully and have you know that kind of hidden led lighting on the top and on the bottom of it all these different layers that made it so beautiful and to be able to execute that in a week um amongst other things that they did you know they had more than just that in their zone they had an entry and an ensuite as well and and they were able to do all of them so well and um but the hallway was just it was stunning is that oak yeah. So, so it's they, answering a number of house rules it as is, well. But just never never would have thought they'd be able to do that in a in a tiny space like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful material and they've done an amazing job. And I think they're also really answering the other rule of let there be light. I'm really glad they weren't tempted to put mirror on the other wall to try and get yes. more light in that space because it just would have felt like a maze of <laughs> panels. Can you yes. imagine how disorientating that would have been? So it was a really good move for them to keep the other wall quite simple and just some really beautiful, simple artwork mm. um, to let that hero wall shine. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, isn't it? So the hallway was a massive success. That was one of our hits. Wendy, what was what were some of the zones that you didn't love in this renovation? I do you know what? There's there's actually three that I, I didn't three little <laughs> things that I really, really, really didn't like. <laughs> one was um, Michaela and Eliza, which I loved the fact that they built a bed in Harper's bedroom. They they went to a great Effort and it was a really well built bed, but I felt like it came at the expense of everything else in the room because everything else was really unfinished or just minimal and it just didn't feel like a bedroom that would excite a child. And you know, um, Harper had already said that she loves drawing and arts and crafts and there was just no bench space to do that in. And, um, I know with my girls who love drawing, we've got big bench space for them and they just fill the whole light up and they love that. So that was a bit of a miss for me and I felt like that was a shame because I think Michaela and Eliza were really going for something amazing with that bed but it it kind of – it did suck up a lot of their time. One of my pet hates though was in the laundry. It was a really well-designed laundry, lots of ideas, until you wanted to – turn the dryer on and actually I couldn't and I wear some pretty serious heels when I walk through this house I could not reach the dryer I couldn't turn it on I couldn't see the um you know the LED panel to see what was going on it was just so frustrating I literally needed a stool to be able to turn that on and I just think you know that actually raised the washer and the dryer to have a drawer underneath and even just losing that drawer. And then they had this other kind of gadgety shelf in between that allows you to fold things that was too high anyway. If they had have lost those two gadgety kind of elements, they would have had a really functional laundry and that drove me insane. You have to think about function, especially in a utility room like a laundry. I mean, if you can't use the dryer (laughs) in the laundry – you're it's a trouble. bit of a fail yeah. from my point Or at least include a step stool. <laughs> yes, some clever little step stool, you know. And I wasn't the only short person in that room, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. 
Fiona, can you talk us through what you feel was the – what's missing in this room? There's a what lot. could have made it work? <laughs> I feel like this room just – I don't know what happened with that bed. I feel like you could potentially buy a very similar bed and then put your energy into so much more in that room. With a kid's room, you have so much freedom to be creative and just push the limits and just do really cool things and they just totally kept it quite safe. Um, the styling on the desk is all very, very bitsy. You kind of just really needed some really beautiful feature pieces there to just really pop and catch your eye. Um, the styling under the bed also just needed to feel a little bit more comfortable. We need some beautiful artwork. Um even the, the bedding just looked really lacklustre. I think everything just needed to be a bit more layered um, and purposeful. And we're just seeing a lot of floor as a well. Floor. And that pink, I think, personally missed the mark a little bit. It needed to be maybe a touch warmer, more on a peachy side. Uh, would make it feel a little bit more inviting as well. That was Wendy's hits and misses from the Queensland renovation. Always great to catch up with Wendy. But now we're talking rules. Yes. Fiona, what style rule are you making, breaking or living by this week? I'm breaking some rules this week, Sarah. <laughs> Look, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, you breaking sometimes rules? Sometimes it's a hard life being a style editor. I feel like there's a certain expectation that my home is always stylish. <laughs> and can I give you the realities? At the moment, I have a hilariously ugly velour faux fur throw across my sofa at the moment from Kmart. It is deliciously comfortable because it's freezing cold. But I come home after work and I see it sprawled across the sofa and I think, good God, that is hideous. <laughs> Yes. Do you know the ones I mean? They're super soft. It's like a pet bed material. I think I do know the ones you mean. Don't judge me. Well, <laughs> I don't judge you because I actually have one of those do too. You? Yes. And while you were talking about it, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but yours is from Kmart and mine is from West Elm. Ooh. It cost me $180. Ooh. And when I'm wearing it, I feel like a Wookiee. Yeah. It's like that snuggy material. You know those... What are they called? Those suits that you wear? Yeah. Like a snuggie. It's <laughs> yeah. like that in blanket form. It's amazing. Yeah. So let's not talk down. I don't think you're breaking a rule there. No, mine's I think pretty you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making a winter coziness rule. Yes, it is very cold in my house at the moment. <laughs> and what about you? What rule are you making, breaking, or living by? I am also breaking a rule this are week. You? Yes, I have for a long time. Struggled with the concept of decorating children's rooms and I'm going to take you back to home beautiful days past when I was working on the magazine years and years ago and came across a beautiful, beautifully styled bedroom but it was very, very neutral. This is a little girl's bedroom. Mm -hmm. She was sitting on the bed (laughs) in her beautiful beige room with a slightly forlorn look on her face (laughs) and in her hands she had a hot pink Barbie book (laughs) and I thought to myself, (laughs) there has to be a middle ground. (laughs) It's got to be somewhere in between the Barbie-themed room and the completely neutral room. And this is what I have tried to bring to my children's rooms. Mm -hmm. However, I recently spiralled down a solar system themed Oh, solar hole. system. Oh, good God. <laughs> Inspired by a beautiful Pottery Barn solar system mobile that Not my sponsors, son got for his birthday. <laughs> no, so this beautiful mobile is inspired my son's bedroom makeover and I've just gone a little bit crazy Have and you? I <laughs> may have to return some Are we talking items. wall stickers, <laughs> space rugs? We're talking decals. Awesome. We're talking Millennium Falcon rugs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're talking bed linen. And is this going to be a phase that he grows out of? Very soon and decides, Mum, I don't like space anymore. Almost certainly, (laughs) (laughs) which is why one should never go down this path. But here we are. Here we are. 
here we are. I'm going to have to return some things tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> before he sees them. <laughs> and next up, we have Carolyn Burns McCrave, who is a design expert and mentor for the House Rules contestants. She's live on set at the Renault site and she's talking all things behind the scenes with all the contestants. Thank you for joining us on our Style Rules podcast, Carolyn Burns McCrave. We are the design expert on House Rules, and we're really excited that you could join us. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Fiona Michelin, who's our style editor. Hi, Carolyn. So, one question we love to ask all our guests is, "What is the style rule that you live by? Whether that be professionally oh, or personally?" Oh, mm. yes. No, look, in terms of both personally and, and professionally when I'm working with clients, it's just to be true to yourself. My, my favourite thing is just do whatever makes your heart happy. Yes. It's not about what's in style. You know, never design for resale and the person who's going to live yeah. in your house after you. Yep. Just do what makes you smile when you walk into a room and always go that extra step and be a little bit terrified. There's got to be a couple <laughs> of decisions that, that you are – you are just terrified to make because guaranteed once the project's finished, they're the things you'll be most happy with. So just be true to yourself. Do what you like. Don't worry about, you know, trends and things like that. Just do what you love and it will always work. Yes, love that rule. (laughs) Absolutely. So we've both been watching the show and it's been a really great season. There's been a really high standard of design. How? What's your perspective on the show and what the contestants have brought this season? I think the contestants this year were sort of far more switched on and savvy than what we've had in other years. So they were just really aware of design. I think there's been a lot of sort of Instagram searching and Pinterest <laughs> and, you know, a lot, a lot of pouring over home. Beautiful. I think just to, like you know, to come that. into the competition. <laughs> I think they've just come into the competition with um, sort of a higher level of design awareness mm. than what we've seen in the past. So that's been really interesting. Yeah, it, I think it makes a difference, doesn't it, in the finished projects that we've seen on screen? We've had other contestants in the past that have been what I sort of call, you know, blissfully ignorant. Yep. They have <laughs> come into the competition just thinking, right, I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to renovate other people's homes and I'm going to have mine renovated. And they've been very open to the whole design process. They've been really blank slates and, and sort of, you know, no preconceived ideas of what design is. And I find contestants like that are absolutely fascinating because as the process goes on, they just sort of learn more and more and they're not scared to try new things. Whereas our contestants this year, having, you know, such sort of honed ideas of especially their own personal sense of design, it was actually, from my point of view as mentor, almost a little bit harder to sort of really pull them out of their comfort zone Mm. and get them to try things that were, you know, new and different. So I spent a lot of time telling them if they weren't a little bit terrified about their choices, then maybe they weren't pushing themselves hard enough. (laughs) That's a good advice. (laughs) So there was a lot of that. (laughs) Um, Carolyn, who is your pick to win this series? Oh, you know what? That is like asking me which of my children I love for. <laughs> so you still I'm have to pick. I'm absolutely not going there. We've got quite a few teams that are just doing so well in the competition, and there's been some that have, you know, started a little rocky and have, 
you know, really gone on to great things. And then we've got other teams that have started really strongly and then have had some bad weeks. So it's been quite the wild ride for all of them. So um, I couldn't even pick it at this stage. (laughs) Well, this on screen this week is the renovation of Shane and Carly's home. What was your perspective on that, Renault, and uh, what was your favourite space in that home? If I had to pick one area, I think I'd look the hallway as something pretty amazing in this house. Yeah. The hallway is amazing, and it's always been the hardest space for any team to get right. Yeah, it's hard so, to impress you know, in a hallway, oh, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and look, teams have always said, oh, I've got to get the hallway, I don't want the hallway, yeah. and I'm always like, oh, hallways are transitional spaces. They mm-hmm. are the most fun to do because you're not in them for long. You're moving through them, and so once you sort of get your head around really pushing yourself in terms of design in a hallway – that's when you start looking at design differently. So it's a very fun week for that. I think that I feel like we 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 talk about um, Tim and Matt's work a lot in this podcast because they're doing some really <laughs> yes. interesting things and they've got yes. that really strong basis in carpentry, which has informed a lot of yep. their design decisions. Absolutely, they have such a good trade background that they're really good at sort of following through on a project. They're that type of contestant I was talking about yeah. earlier that are that little bit more open. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit more open to suggestion and so well, you know, how about you, you think about this? And once they get an idea that they love and that they're passionate about, they are so good at getting stuck in and getting it done. But you you've got to get them on that right path first. Yeah. Otherwise they're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> Carolyn, I really enjoy those moments on the show where you walk into a room with the contestants who are sort of mid plan you know, at that planning stage or they, they're talking through one of yes. their mad ideas and you ask them a really <laughs> pointed question that completely stumps them. <laughs> yeah. well, look at it, 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 it's more about what I ask them as opposed to what I yeah, tell them. Exactly. I think there's far more, far more power in asking somebody a question and getting them to think it through. And you just see that moment when, going they... <laughs> when you see the penny drop. The blank you know, look in their the... eyes being like, uh-oh. Yeah. The fear is real. The fear <laughs> is real and I can, I can see when I've made an impact and then I'm just like, I'm just going to moonwalk back on out of here. And I'm just gonna my work is done. Yeah. My work is done and, you know, I'm out of there. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for joining us live from the set. Absolute pleasure, ladies. Style Rules, the ultimate podcast from the team at Home Beautiful. Coming up next, we have television host, author and queen of renovating, Cherie Barber, who's sharing with us her top five quick flip tips. It's a must listen for anybody who's planning to sell their home. Um, first one, internal painting. Internal painting, I call paint liquid gold for renovators because it is the one change that you can make to a property liquid that gold. will have um, mass transformation. Um, but get your colour strategically right because the wrong shade of paint can devalue your property by thousands of dollars. So that's the first one. Secondly, change the floor covering. So a lot of properties across Australia have the old carpet, you know, the old lino, um, the lino. cork flooring. It's criminal. So rip it up. <laughs> Nice. Rip it up. Oh, um, I, know. I still have a soft spot for cork flooring. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. No, I would never leave it you in want my it. I would never <laughs> leave it in my house, no. Um, and, you know, even things like parquetry flooring can look very dated now. So a lot of people love timber floorboards um, and you can get different grades. You know, you can start from your sort of laminates and they go right through to real floorboards. So depending on your budget will determine what type of floorboard you put in. But ripping up those old flooring like the carpet, the lino, as soon as you 
put floating floorboards down or real floorboards down, your house will instantly appear larger. It's actually an illusion of renovating. So definitely do that. The third big change is changing the window furnishing. So I'm sorry, but Granny's lace curtains have got to go. And whoever invented vertical drapes, they're criminal. They should have been sent to jail. So whatever you do, don't install those. Oh, now. don't you love those little bits of plastic that hook that them always all break? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you just you just get tangled up in them. So and frustrated and rip them out anyway. So yeah, definitely ripping those out and just installing things again according to your budget. If you're on a really tight budget, just off the shelf white slimline Venetians are wonderful. If you've got a little bit more money, go a timber venetian in white is typically nicer and if you want rolls royce you can definitely move up to things like plantation shutters very beautiful but very expensive um, and the fourth one is sprucing up the kitchen so a lot of people have you know the 60s 70s kitchen structurally in really good nick but very cosmetically tired a lot of people have the timber cabinets around you know the old bevel inlay you probably grew up with one of those sort of kitchens, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. yeah, we all did. Yeah. So um, you don't need to rip them out. They they tend to be in really good nick, just look quite horrific. And so, you know, a good, a good lick of um, products like tile paint, laminate paint can work wonders in your kitchen. And you can only you, you, you can make over a kitchen these days for $2,000 as opposed to installing a brand new kitchen, mm. which will cost you anywhere between 20 to 40 grand. Um, and the other big change is um, updating your bathroom. So a lot of horrendous bathrooms across the country, you know, the wild and wacky tiles from the 60s and 70s. Um, so again, get in there with a the tile paint and just a lick of tile paint. It'll take you two days to do it, but absolute work wonders. So if you focus your budget on those top areas, you've definitely got the biggest chance of uplifting your property value because though all of those changes are highly visible and that's what adds value. Great. Thank you so much. I'm about to get the tub, the tub and tile paint out for my bathroom, are actually. You? Yeah. I've actually got to confess, I've got tile paint still on my nails. Uh, so <laughs> it's not, very rarely that I have manicure. a day where I don't wear paint as part of my fashion <laughs> wardrobe. But um, yeah, the tile paint you can buy for $50 a tin. And so you can refresh your bathroom that way. Um, if you don't want to do tile painting yourself DIY, then you can call in the professional tile resurfaces. But that'll typically be somewhere between two and a half to five thousand dollars depending on the size of your bathroom and then you've got the next option up which is rip it all out and start again and invest 20 to you know 40 yeah, grand in your bathroom as story, well isn't it yes it yeah. just depends you know obviously you make your changes according to your budget yeah. If you've got the money, go to town, get a new bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Sherry. It's been great. No, thanks. It's been fun. We're going to have to get you back. And that's it this week. Thank you so much for listening. And we really want to hear from you guys. So if you have any feedback, contact info for us is in the footnotes of the show. And please make sure you rate, review and subscribe. It helps us so much and helps other people find us as well. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next Tuesday. See ya. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.